0: Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. Banking services is a debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NIA, or Stride Bank NIA. Members of FDIC. Spot SpotMe eligibility requirements, and overdraft limits apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Welcome into the House of L podcast. Another actual episode for you. I'm Lawrence. Thanks so much for hanging out with the podcast. You're going to be hearing a lot more of me over the next 5 months because there's Bears football, which means there's going to be added podcast to the network of me doing stuff related to the Bears. I haven't decided what the pods are going to be this year. Because sometimes I feel like I go too long on those podcasts. But we'll see. I guess I'll try and feel it out. I am glad that you were here for this episode. Because I I wanted to talk about my trip. And I didn't want to eat up the radio show with talking about the trip. Because it was so magnificent. So I was like, hey, I have a podcast. So I can talk about that on my podcast. I'll get to that in just a second. We are brought to you by some great people that keep the lights on for us here at House of L and allow us to do some really cool stuff, like David Hockberg. If you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your existing home, then you need to do what I did and call Team Hockberg, your trusted local lender. Tom retired. Social Security income, thirty grand a year with over $2 million in retirement assets. Good for Tom. Tom contacted three banks to refinance and purchase another home in Florida. They all told Tom he didn't qualify. That is some BS. Luckily, he called Team Hochberg for a free consultation. Team Hochberg helped Tom refinance his Illinois home and purchase a home in Florida using an asset depletion loan. So let's review. Before calling Team Hochberg, Tom was told by three banks he couldn't refinance or purchase a new home. After calling Team Hockberg, Tom lowered his rate and monthly payment, refinancing his current home, and purchased a new one. Team Hockberg helped thousands of my podcast listeners use their retirement assets to refinance purchase on a new home. Like they helped Tom, but they can't help you if you don't call. Here's the number, 855-56-DAVID, or visit 56david.com. Tune in to Home Sweet Home Chicago hosted by David, Saturday mornings on WGN Radio, 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Homeside Financials and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 1124061. And we thank David for his continued support of this podcast. He has been the most loyal advertising partner that we have. And I tell you, he's helped me buy every home that I've lived in. And I'm telling you that he can help you. Whether you're buying a home or you're refinancing a home, that's the dude. 56david.com. They get stuff done quick, quick, fast, and in a hurry, just the way that you like it. So I went on vacation. My boss at the score, Mitch Rosen, was like, You need to go on vacation. I'd like for you to go on vacation before football season starts. Football season will often sneak up on you. And a lot of times, There are vacations that happen inside the summer for people who do local sports radio because the baseball teams that you're covering are are not always good. The White Sox have been so good and so interesting that there was always something to talk about. There's never like a natural break in the cycle of talking about... And with both teams through June... It was like a you're hitting a fast forward button and you're just you're just ripping and running, ripping and running. Then the bottom fell out on the Cubs. You go back to June 24, that's where the bottom drops out on them. And then there's all the stuff with the trade deadline, so there's a month of conversation that's just based around that when it comes to the Cubs. Meanwhile, the White Sox are blowing away the competition in the American League Central. So there was never really a good time to leave. And I don't want to speak for other people who work in the business, but it has been my experience with almost everyone that I've worked with at the score. And honestly, like local radio anywhere, while there's a lot of stuff to talk about, people don't want to leave. Our job it is, can be hard, and it is a job. I know people think that we're just playing radio. It's nice when it's fun and it's interesting and you're not digging into your bag of concepts, Mark Tressman. It's nice when you have plenty of time to talk about some of the things that you really enjoy, and there's stuff. And with the White Sox, pretty much all season, there's been stuff. So, we get to August, and Mitch is looking at, like, I'm sure that he has, like, a whiteboard, and he's looking at all the days that people have accrued, and I'm one of those dudes. I've been at the score so long that I have built in, like, even not even negotiated stuff, but I've been there for 23 years, so I have a lot of vacation time, and I don't ordinarily take vacations. I live in the city that I love, so... Anyway, he said, I want you to take vacation before football season starts. And usually my cycle is I usually take some time around my birthday, although I, I don't think I did this year. And then there's something towards the end of camp. Then usually I take a portion of the bye week off and, you know, whatever around the holidays. But I listen, because I've been trying to do a better job of listening to, especially, like, Mitch, when he tells me, it's kind of like your coach. Like, your coach is telling you, take some time off. So I'm going to try and be smart, and I'll go on the IL for a week, a.k.a. vacation. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for that time off. And I have been in Detroit, and I told the story of Detroit. If you go back and listen to the episode with Stacey Dales, I talk about going to Detroit for a weekend, Detroit and Ann Arbor. And I was really bummed about Canada's border not being opened to Americans yet because of COVID, because I was right there. And, and it wasn't that long. I think it was like Fourth of July weekend or so when I went. And if you've ever been to Detroit, like, you can throw a rock into Ontario from Detroit. And it just, like, you could see the closures. I drove to Detroit, so you could see the closures on the road. I want to say it's I-96 that leads you right into Canada. I was like, oh, that sucks. And I drove all this way. and I mean, I knew that the border wasn't open, but it's another thing to, like, see it up close. And once I knew that I was going on vacation the last week of August, I was really hoping that things would get better enough that I could travel. Now, I have friends who were, have been traveling. Some have made it to Europe. There were some countries in Europe that were allowing vaccinated American tourists to come and hang out in their country. And I thought that was cool. I've never, re- I haven't been to Europe. It's honestly probably a uh, a failing in my character, but I've never been to Europe. I'm not. There are a couple places I want to go over there. Iceland is one of them. I I hear from people how great Iceland is, so it's on my list of places that I want to go. But it's never. I don't know, it, it doesn't draw me the way that the Caribbean draws me or Central America draws me, or quite honestly, Canada. I enjoy Canada. I've been there a couple of times. Mostly Ontario. I've never ventured outside of Ontario. I had a great time covering the Bears. The Bears played a game against the Bills in Toronto, and I flew into Buffalo and then drove to Toronto. And that trip was really amazing. Like it was like Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls. Slowly I turned. I did that, and hanging out in Toronto felt like being in Chicago. I don't know if you've ever been, but if you ever make it to Toronto, it feels like Chicago. My parents went on a trip to Montreal years ago. And they made it to Quebec City, too. My dad speaks Latin. So pretty much any of the romance languages he can cobble together from Latin. So he understood people in Montreal and Quebec when they were speaking French. I have very limited experience in French. But I the way that they had talked about it and my my father is not one one to to hyperbolize if he says that he really liked it he there it, there was something special about it now this was years ago probably 15 years ago that my parents went to montreal but they talked about it a lot and i had read some things about montreal that made me go well, that seems interesting. Anytime I had seen Montreal, like, depicted in movies, you remember that movie The Score with Robert De Niro? Like, I remember that movie, and I remember how cool Montreal looked because he lived in Montreal. I was like, I'm down. I have been putting off going to Montreal for forever. I had always thought there will be time, there will be time, there will be time. And then when I was in a position to maybe do it in a great way because, you know, I I have some discretionary income, stuff like that, then I couldn't go. And I was like, you really wasted opportunities to go to Montreal. Don't waste another one. So once the border opened up, I started looking into doing it. All of this podcast is me telling you that not just to go to Canada, but if you want to travel right now and you're vaccinated, you should do it. So I started looking and researching, like, what does it take for an American to go to Canada now? And I love the way that Canadians are doing business <laughs> right now. Like, they're not playing around. They have an app called the Arrive Canada app app. And that's where you have to load your documents. You have to load your vaccination card. They want a negative COVID test within 72 hours of of you getting ready to take off. It's very buttoned up. And I struggled with, because I was going by myself, I struggled with whether or not I should go and stay in a hotel or stay in an Airbnb. There were pros and cons to each, but to me, the most significant pro for staying in an Airbnb was I was in control of my environment. Not that hotels, I, I feel like hotels for the most part have been pretty safe, and the interaction with people is limited, and you're inside, and in, they, in Canada, they have a mask mandate, If you're inside, you got to wear a mask, not dissimilar to Chicago. But I I decided to go with an Airbnb because it was just going to be me, just me. I found a great place with, it was walking distance from Notre Dame Basilica in Old Town, Montreal, like 60 feet away. I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting ready to travel to Canada was exhilarating because of. It was exhilarating because you had to take all of these steps. And with every step that I had to take, learning about the Arrive Canada app, learning about, you know, understanding what I had to do to be qualified to go and visit as a tourist to Canada. And it made me feel safe. I flew out of O'Hare, which I hate doing. I'm a South Side dude. And when I covered the Bears, I almost never flew out of O'Hare. I I honestly can't think of a time that I flew out of O'Hare in the 10 years that I covered the Bears. Because every city was on, like, Southwest's route to go to. and. Midways just a lot easier for me. But I I trudged up to O'Hare and after I booked my flight, I was just so excited and I felt safe. And airplanes if if you look at some of the the data, airplanes have been some of the safest places that we can be, especially masked up because of the air circulation inside of the airplane. It it's kind of antithetical. You think, well, you know, you're in this tube with a bunch of people. I was very lucky. I didn't have any turds on my flight. (laughs) Like everything was everything, and I took the flight to Montreal. Here's the crazy part. And I was saying this to some friends. The flight to Montreal is an hour and forty minutes, y'all. It's an hour and forty minutes, and it feels like an absolute world away. I want to tell you about that world away after a timeout. Okay, so I make it to Montreal. There you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop There were some delays, there were some mechanical stuff with the plane, there was some weather in Chicago. But I made it into Montreal on a Sunday night, and I got myself in a cab, and I wrote down where I was going, because I wasn't sure if the language barrier was going to be a problem. And I got to my Airbnb, and it couldn't have been easier I love it when you find, like, a great host for Airbnb. I mean, everything, like, keyless entry, like, the whole nine yards. It was top-notch. Small, like, one-bedroom loft in Old Town Montreal. It was spectacular. Like, if you want to know the place, hit me up at podcast at com, and I'll put you in touch with those people because – it was spectacular. It's just what I needed. It it wasn't it wasn't crazy. Like it wasn't pimped out. It wasn't like hey, I had a pool table. Like none of that. There's a bedroom, there's a clean bedroom, a clean bathroom, a washer dryer, which I am a big proponent of. This is one of my things. I found that it's a little different than most people. I don't like traveling with a dirty bag. This has been when I was covering the Bears, this was also the case. I would literally, one day trips, like if, if it was, you know, quick turnaround to Detroit or whatever, no big deal. But any longer than that, I you could find me at a laundromat, straight up. I was always looking for hotels that had laundry facilities because I hate traveling with a dirty bag. And having a washer dryer, like, in unit? fam that's love that is love once i got to montreal and i got to the unit and it had been a long day of travel and international travel by the way the montreal airport is one of the most well-run and beautiful airports that i've ever been in it's immaculate it's easy customs in canada it was fast. I love their system. They kept it moving. They kept you from being in contact with people. It was great. And even even coming back in, and coming back to Chicago, it was super easy. What they were doing. Um, so I think I guess I'm thanking the Canadian government and I'm thanking the Montreal airport for being awesome. Um, I walked around old Montreal, once I got settled, I put my bag down, I took a deep breath, and I was like, I want to be out in the air because I've been in the airport and on an airplane and in the back of a taxi, so I wanted to live in some fresh air. It was like an overcast night, a little bit of rain, it's probably like 67 degrees. I'm walking around and I'm just in love. Like instantly in love with Montreal. And granted, I was in Old Town. I I, I wasn't gonna do like neighborhood exploring because it was nighttime and I, you know, I was already exhausted, but I just kind of walked around for a little bit. I was hungry. I wanted to go find a place to eat. I found a place not far, right around the corner from where I was staying. The food was incredible. The way that they had I've been pretty cautious about eating indoors. I've pretty much been if I'm if I'm going out, I eat outside. Like I'm trying to take as many precautions while still trying to enjoy life. But looking at the way that people acted In Canada, I felt comfortable enough to eat inside. I went to a place, I want to say it's called Mo Davies in old Montreal. And what I noticed about Montreal and one of the things I was scared about was whether or not I could maneuver around the city being an English speaker in Montreal. And I could. What I noticed, and shout-out to Jim Margulis from the Sox Machine podcast. He had kind of given me a list, and he told me, he said, if you speak in English to people, they usually will speak back. The beauty about Montreal is most people are bi or trilingual there. And there's a bunch of languages that are spoke spoken there. Um, Portuguese, Spanish, French. English. And so I would say hello to people instead of bonjour. If I made the mistake of saying bonjour or bonsoir, then people would speak to me in French. I'd be like, stop, please. Stop. I, I, I'm not good enough to actually have a conversation unless it's going to be super cryptic. But they, people like spoke to me in English. I ended up at this place called Mo Davies. There was a guy singing. It's exactly what you think like Montreal is, like cobblestone streets as I'm walking down like these gothic church type places, it's cathedrals and basilicas and you're on the water. Like their version of Navy Pier is basically where I was. View Montreal is is what it's called. It's gorgeous. There's a Ferris wheel. It lights up. It's I threw a bunch of pictures on Instagram, like during my Instagram stories. Maybe I'll I'll find a place to kind of put some of the pictures inside of my my feed on Instagram. But I just fell in love. I I honestly have there's never been a city that I've gone to where I was like, I could live here. In my fantasy world. I live near a beach in Costa Rica. You know, if if but I don't really surf and quite honestly this is one thing about travel and traveling with me. I like cities. I like cityscape. I like seeing how cities are divided. I like seeing how neighborhoods are bro- broken down. I've never been comfortable a long time ago, I remember I took a, a trip to, like, an all-inclusive, by myself, which was ridiculous, but I took a trip to an all-inclusive in Mexico, and I was miserable. I was like, I'm, I'm ready to come home. Like, after, after two days, I was ready to come home. I think I was supposed to be there four. And part of the reason is I get bored with I, the beach bores me. All of it. And too hot bores me, too. Like, oh, it's 97 degrees outside. Great. I guess I'll stay in my air-conditioned room and read. I could have done that at home. Um. (laughs) But I just kind of fell in love with Montreal. And so the next couple of days that I was there, I kept exploring. And then it, then it became about being on their public transportation system. Could I navigate that? I thought it was cool that the people in Montreal didn't have to be reminded to put their mask on inside. I thought it was cool that everyone was just kind of on board. Like, this is how we do it. And some friends had told me to go to Mount Mount... <sighs> I'm so bad at friend Mont Royal. So I did that. I walked the neighborhood over there. I walked up the, the hill or the mountain. It was really, really cool to see the city from that vantage point because Old Town is. Imagine a mountain with a road that leads to water, like just descends down to the water. That's what it is. Mont-Royal is probably about four miles away from where I was on the waterfront. But you can see everything from on top of it, including the downtown area, including old Montreal. And then if you were to roll a ball from the bottom of Mont-Royal, just headed towards the water, it, it would go to the water and i'm just like this place is so dope like everything about it is dope there were for those of you who live in chicago that listen to this the the area of mont royal it reminded me quite a bit of wicker park just like the vibe there's a lot of different stores and restaurants and I felt very at home. It's, and what they're doing now, they have a lot of streets. The streets are used for, like, foot traffic. So you could spread out. And Chicago's been doing a lot of this. I think there's actually something coming up soon where you can just be on division eating. I think that's coming up in, in, in like, maybe next week or from a couple of days from when I post this pod. But I felt – comfortable just walking around and exploring and seeing all these great places. I did go to Tim Hortons like for real, for real. I went to Tim Hortons because you got to go to Tim Hortons when you're in Canada uh, and I always enjoy, or in Detroit. like I I like me some Tim Hortons, some Tim bits. I enjoy that. The street art scene in Montreal is crazy. And on Tuesday, I had kind of a choice. It was like I could go to Quebec City where I could really do some, some walking around some neighborhoods that I didn't get to, like Little Italy there. I didn't get to Le Plateau, Mont Royal, which is a different neighborhood than Mont Royal. So I said, let me do that. Even though everyone told me that Quebec City is like the closest thing to being in Europe in North America. So I stayed in Montreal and I I, I I, went up there and I'm walking and walking and walking. And to stay with the theme of things that look and feel familiar, Le Plateau Mont-Royal reminded me of Bucktown in Chicago. Maybe a little bit of Ravenswood thrown in there, too. It had a funky vibe that I liked. The stores were great, and just block after block of great stores and restaurants and Schwartz's Deli, which people kept telling me to go to and I was going to, but the line was out the door and down the block, and I was like, I'm good. There are a lot of great restaurants in Montreal. I can survive. I ended up in this sports store. Where, you know, they sell goods, hats, jerseys, caps, all that good stuff. I'm talking to the guy who owns the store. He used to work for the Expos. And we're having a great conversation about how badly Montreal wants a baseball team back. I've talked to this guy for half an hour. You know, he's behind the counter. We're both in masks. I bought this really fly hoodie that I cannot wait to wear. And I, I just walked out of there going, man, this place is all right. So I asked him, I said, when should I come back? And he goes, well, June is when we have, like, all of our festivals. There's a comedy festival. There's a jazz festival. I said, what if I came back in late fall? He said, yeah, it's, it's all right here. And, and he said, well, you got to be careful, though, because it gets cold here. I was like, I'm from Chicago. He's like, oh, okay, and then no problem. Every person that I encountered, every single person that I encountered greeted me with stereotypical Canadian kindness. Every place that I went, I enjoyed the food. Everyone kept talking to me. I thought this was weird, and maybe this is me stereotyping. Everyone kept talking to me about bagels. And I was like, that's weird. Like, you would think a city that, has its history based in France, croissants, right? Like, But everyone kept talking to me about the bagels, and they were right. Every bread item, I was joking with Spiegs uh, during a break today, every bread item that I ate in Montreal was better than the last one. I'm talking about, like, you know how you get bread at a restaurant, and sometimes it's just like, here's, eat this bread, shut up. Every place that I went and they just served bread, the bread itself could have been a meal. And it was that way with the bagels. People who talk about, like, the water table and it it making for better bagels are right. And it's part of the reason that bagels in New York and New Jersey taste better than what they do in Chicago. But the bagels in Montreal were great. I found myself having a bagel every morning that I was there. But the bread was just amazing. I can't tell you enough about it. In every item, every item that I had, bread. Whether we're talking about a bagel, the bread they bring to your table, pizza, like the pizza dough, like all of it was good. The big emphasis for my choice between Quebec City, like taking the day trip to Quebec City, or staying in Montreal had to do with Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, if you don't know, played professional ball in Montreal before he became a Brooklyn Dodger. Basically, Branch Rickey hid him in, in Montreal and got him ready to play there before moving him to the Brooklyn Dodgers, so I knew that they they had taken great care. The people in Montreal love that they are part of Jackie Robinson's story, and I had heard there's all there's a Jackie Robinson statue at Olympic Stadium, but Olympic Stadium was closed like you couldn't really get to and around it. But I had heard that there was this mural, so I started looking. I was like, is there a Jackie Robinson mural in Montreal? And I found it, and I'm like, I got to go find it. Like, it became, like, my whole thing. And if you're listening to this episode, it's the thumbnail for this episode. I went up there, and it's not too far from the deli, and I found it. And it, it, was, it was like finding the Holy Grail. It's this beautiful mural of Jackie Robinson that was done four years ago. And it's just in the middle of a neighborhood. It's just... And no one's tagged it or anything like that. It's just in the middle of a neighborhood. And everything just kind of made sense. I'm a huge Jackie Robinson fan, probably bigger than I let on, to tell you the truth. I'm very... Proud of having played in the Jackie Robinson West League growing up. And strangely enough, my mom hit me up earlier this week and said that she found my state championship trophy from Jackie Robinson West. I've been looking for that thing for years. And she found it at the house. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, I'll put it on the gram for all the people. They can see my, what, 1986 state championship trophy from Jackie Robinson West. Um. The trip would have been worthwhile without seeing the Jackie Robinson mural. But seeing the Jackie Robinson mural pretty much brought me to tears. And those are the types of things that travel can do. I'm, I want to remind you that Montreal is a 90-minute flight. And I know that things are bad, like super bad right now. We can't seem to get out of our own way when it comes to COVID. Every time that we are making progress, it it feels like we take a step back. I'm so glad I went. And I'm, I'm trying to encourage you. A friend of mine went to Germany. And she she told me about her trip to Germany and she said, you know, I felt safer there than I do in Chicago. And I was like, how can that be? And now that after my trip to Montreal, I feel similarly, which is why I would encourage you. If there's some place in Canada that you want to go, or honestly, like anywhere, but Canada to me, Canada is easier than any place else. But if there's a place in Canada that you want to go, go. I highly recommend Montreal. But I talked to some friends of mine who work in Canada, who do sports stuff in Canada. And they said, you need to go to Vancouver. Because I've been to Toronto, I almost thought about driving to Ottawa while I was in Montreal. Because I've never been there, I've been to Toronto. I've been to Montreal. He's like, you got to come to the West Coast. You got to see what Vancouver is like. So it's it's on my list of places that I want to go. Just if you got the means, and I know that that's a big part of this too. Like people are trying to save money, and I completely understand that. But if there is some discretionary income that you have and you've been thinking about traveling and maybe you're afraid to travel because things are so bad, which I completely understand, it's a very strange thing that happens. That happened to me, that happened to my friend, a couple of my friends that have gone to Europe or Canada over the last few weeks. There was a sense of safety there. I'm so glad I went. I really hope that you go. That you don't put it off. I highly recommend Montreal. You will not be disappointed. With anything that that city has to offer. It. Blew me away. And I think that. They haven't quite recovered from COVID yet. Like clearly there are still restaurants and you couldn't get into Notre Dame Basilica because of, of COVID that city was playing with one hand tied behind its back. And I still walked away going, wow, here's how I would describe it. If you were asking me to do it in a sentence, Montreal takes the best parts of New York, Chicago, New Orleans, and adds European flair to that. Go to Montreal. You might see your boy there because I absolutely dug it. I've been going on and on about Montreal. I apologize. I hope that you enjoyed this, but I did need to kind of debrief and tell you about the Montreal trip I appreciate your patronage thanks to David Hochberg and Team Hochberg for all of their support of this fine podcast if you're buying a new home or you're thinking about refinancing 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com he can help you I promise look into Montreal man I'm not playing I'll talk to you next time Peace.